0: Welcome to the second episode of our marriage series from Design Your Existence. I'm Tina Eichenberg and I'm here with my husband, Rob. Hello. That still sounds weird. (laughs) I sound weird? No, saying your name sounds weird. (laughs) Um, We got, what, three inches of snow? Yep. So it's been very pretty. I was half tempted to put my Christmas tree back up just so I could see the pretty lights against the snow. But I did notice you turned on the deck lights, so when it gets a little bit darker, I'll go out there and look.
1: I thought that was a compromise.
0: It was. (laughs) Thank you. So in this episode, we're going to give you a look at what our marriage was like um, before our twins entered the picture. So I'm not sure if we told you guys in the last episode that we have three children. Kayla is 24. She's our oldest. And then we were blessed with twins, and they just turned 21. So uh, the girls have moved out. So in that sense, we're empty nesters, but our son still lives at home. Um, So in that sense,
1: we're not empty nesters. Right.
0: (laughs) So, um, but he's a lot more like a a roommate. We see him when he leaves for work. We see him
1: when he feeds.
0: When he feeds. And then we see him (laughs) when he gets home from work for maybe about five minutes before he retires to his room for the evening so the bulk of our visitation with him is usually holidays just like it is with the girls (laughs) so going back to October of 1996 we got married we had a six a six week old and our marriage life started so we started out living in a one-bedroom apartment with an infant.
1: Yep. Third floor.
0: Third floor. Don't
1: ever live on a third floor of an apartment complex. Um
0: I was a Did I, I stayed home for the first for the first year, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I stayed yep. I was a stay-at-home mom for the first year. But that first few months of being married is just kind of a blur because we had a baby to take care of. We were new parents. Who thought we knew what we were doing, but of course didn't know what we were doing and just trying to figure it out. <clears throat> I think we did a good job of keeping each other in check, checking on each other's feelings and yep. that kind of stuff, talking with each other. Um, you, had, you had
1: left Olin Mills. Right? I left shortly after she after we were married, I think, because Olin Mills kind of dissolved. Right. I was going out of business. Right so i left there and i sold home security systems for a little while
0: right you were unemployed for about a month yeah trying to find something
1: yep
0: and um and then you took the job selling adt security systems yep you were a door-to-door salesman oh god don't say that but you were oh it's, that's how they that's how they did it back then instead of selling encyclopedias or vacuums you sold security yep. systems
1: yep
0: um and was that when you started working at Domino's too?
1: No, that wasn't until. That wasn't until we lived, on Durango.
0: Okay, after the twins were born, or yeah. before the twins were born?
1: Uh, before the twins were born. Before I think. the twins were born. Yeah.
0: And when was the pier?
1: <sighs> I think that was, before that, the twins.
0: No, that was after the twins. Was it because after the you worked two jobs so that? Because it was pointless for me to work and put. The yeah, kids I don't know the,
1: that whole like five year span between getting married and us moving to Arnold,
0: right,
1: was is just kind of a blur. Right.
0: Because <laughs> I
1: had because the full time job was the 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 ADT security systems, right. and then I I left there and went to Coles. Yes. And I was at Kohl's were at for, Kohl's for several while. years. Right. But then I was doing part-time jobs like Domino's and right. Blockbuster. Right. I think that was
0: after the twins were born.
1: The pier and, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: that was a blur. I, I can't remember the dates of any of those. Yeah. So
0: we lived in the apartments for a year, but we moved to a two-bedroom after three months. Because it was... Was it only three months? I thought we were in
1: the first one for a year. No. No. It was at because at the end of our lease, no. we moved...
0: No, because we bought the house in ninety seven. Oh, did we? Because we moved in we moved in the same weekend that Princess Diana died. And that was in ninety seven. Okay. Okay. Because I remember unpacking and hearing the news. Grim
1: milestone. But yeah. okay. Glad well, we got it. You know, all right.
0: We all know where we were when nine <laughs> eleven happened and right. you know. Um but I couldn't tell you where I was when a president was sworn in. You know, you remember bad things better than you remember good things, yeah. unfortunately. Um so, yeah, it was shortly after we moved Kayla out of our bedroom into the living room in a playpen because she started sleeping through the night after so we're, we did that.
1: So, we were in, so, to recap, we were in the, the one-bedroom, third-story apartment when we got married. We were there for three months. Three or four months, yeah. Three or four months. And then we changed and upgraded to a two-bedroom apartment right. in the same complex
0: on, on the, the ground floor. On the ground floor. Which
1: made things a whole lot easier. Yes.
0: <laughs> Yes. Although that was a little scary being on the ground floor. Um,
1: Yeah, it did make you feel like you had less protection.
0: Yeah. Um, But, and then we decided that when our lease was coming up that we were going to buy our first house. Yeah. So we went and we got pre-approved for, I can't remember what it was, I think it was around like 72 or something like that. $72,000 25 years ago. And what a... And I think the house ended up costing just under seventy, But we looked at five different houses. It's something like that. And this was the last house we looked at that we wound up purchasing. But all the other houses either had... Now, we wanted a two-bedroom, preferably two-bath. Um, everything on one floor, I think. And we were the real estate agent took us to all these little cottages that they may have because had two- hedges, afford, right, Because right? of what we could afford. Right, because of what we could afford. I can remember one of them had the washer and dryer out on the porch. Yep,
1: I remember that.
0: Um, I can't remember any of the other ones, but that was the one that stuck out.
1: And it was so weird that she had the half dozen or so that she wanted to take us to. Because it was all in one day, right? Right. And this just happened to be the last one on the list. And it was- we we thought our budget was too low, that we didn't qualify for enough money to get a house that we would be happy with. Right. And it ended up that she had like a half dozen houses, we went to a mall in one day, and the last house she took us to was the only one that we would have been okay with. Right, right, right,
0: right. It was a, a two-bedroom, one-bath Rambler. Um, You walked into the living room, kitchen was off of that, and then down the hall was the bathroom and the laundry closet, had a stackable washer and dryer, and then a bedroom on each side of the end of the house. Right. Um, Wasn't fenced, um, lots of leaves, kind of hilly, but we made an offer and it was accepted. And so we closed on the house and moved in um, sometime in August can't remember the exact date but i'm I'm not gonna look up when princess diana died but um know it was sometime in august and so then we continued just raising kayla and going through life and you know we we didn't really i mean even now we don't fight but but we didn't really fight a whole lot we didn't even i don't even think we fought
1: i think that's when we Whether we consciously or subconsciously kind of drew our roles. Because I look back at that time and all I remember is things we did to improve the house Mm -hmm. for Kayla. Right. Like putting up the fence and the swing set and stuff like that. Um, And where I was working. Mm -hmm. And how long it was for me to drive to work. Right. And paying the bill it was like at that it was at that point that my mindset kind of switched into the you know father provider kind of role and and I think you kind of moved into that maternal nurturer right role right
0: now I did start working shortly after that mm-hmm. working for Mary Maid's cleaning houses and um, a friend of ours um, was gracious enough to watch Kayla during the day for $50 a week Um, I'm not sure what other people charged. Um, I'm not, I don't know if I would have felt comfortable leaving Kayla with somebody else, somebody I didn't know. Um, but I knew it had to be done, um, because we had bills to pay and we had a mortgage to pay now. And, um, so I went to work cleaning houses. It was Monday through Friday, seven to three, I think it was, it was, you know, kind of perfect hours. Um, and then we decided that we wanted to have another child. My best friend had gotten pregnant with her first, and I always dreamed about being pregnant at the same time right. with with one of my friends. Um, <clears throat> so we decided that we were going to go ahead and try. And lucky us, we got we tried the you know got pregnant the first month.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because that spring of 99 is when we decided to start trying again. Kayla was coming up on three years. Yeah. And we wanted, between Ina being being pregnant, right? we wanted about three years. We didn't want to wait too long. My sister and I are five years apart. Right. And we get along great now, but growing up, we were never in the same phase of life. We never had the same things in common. And I think it was because of that five-year difference. Right. So we didn't want them to be that far apart. Right. Um,
0: Yeah. Yeah. So we got pregnant and I started having horrible morning sickness to the point where I couldn't keep, I couldn't even keep water down for a while there. And it got so bad that I had to quit working um, because I just, I couldn't stand up. I could, I was having migraines all the time. It just wasn't... I just was not having a good first trimester. Right. So... Went to a doctor's appointment. Had the blood test done for spina bifida and Down syndrome. Doctor called... a couple other
1: things. It was like three things that tested. Yeah, Yeah. but
0: those are the only two I can always remember. Because multiples never... Were never brought up. Right. You know. So, doctor calls and says... Your test results came back a little high, concerns me a little bit, could be spina bifida.
1: By the the way, isn't that like the worst thing that a doctor can say? Yes. Like your test results came back a little high. That tells me absolutely nothing. Right. What what does that mean? Like in, in school, that was a good thing. (laughs) <laughs> right? Your teacher says, <laughs> your chest came back a little high. You're like, whoo doctor says it. You're like, wait a minute, I don't
0: know.
1: Is that good? Did I score well? Because I studied. <laughs> okay, sorry.
0: That's okay. Um, so she said, I want you to get an ultrasound. We just want to make sure everything's okay. So call and make an appointment, get there, and find out that we're supposed to have a referral from our insurance company. Or from the family doctor, which didn't make any sense because I wasn't seeing the family doctor at the time. In order to get the uh, ultrasound paid for by insurance. So we had to call them and that was on a Thursday. They couldn't get the order in until Monday.
1: And they had told us, I'm sorry, they had told us that what it could mean.
0: Right. Right. There's elevated right. enzyme right. levels. Right. Could, so we were yeah. worried. So, yeah. right. So we were worried there was something wrong with the baby. Um, so we finally get to the appointment that Monday, and I'm laying there nervous. Rob's standing beside me, he's nervous. The tech, of course, is not nervous at all. Um, so she puts the wand on my stomach, and now picture this my my first ultrasound and my only ultrasound with Kayla was when I was ten weeks pregnant. So, I had no idea what I was looking at. And at this point, I was 17 weeks pregnant. So, I was, I was showing. I was kind of far, far along to the point where we could find out, you know, maybe what the baby was. Right. And I see two little peach shapes pop up. But again, I don't know what I'm looking at. So, the tech is moving the wand around and doing her thing. And she says, so just small talk so is this your first and I say no it's, it's our second and she goes well
1: it's going to be your third too
0: <laughs> and all I hear is Rob kind of falling back against the wall it's
1: a good thing I was close to that wall to begin with
0: <laughs> <laughs> so let's make your marriage more interesting let's with a matter of just a few words grow you out of your home out of your cars and out of your income. Yeah. So at that point, she says, well, do you want to know what they are? And I'm like, well, yeah, I don't a want lot. any more surprises. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, why the hell not? There's nothing else you could tell us that's going to... This one's a unicorn. I'm not going to be surprised.
0: So now Rob, at this point, was um, the last in his line to carry on the, the last name of Eichenberg. Right. So I know he was hoping for a boy. So, the technician moves her wand around again, and and she hits on baby A, and she says it's a girl. Baby yep. A's a girl. So, what do I hear out of my left ear? 50, 50, 50 chance. <laughs> 50% chance.
1: I got one more chance.
0: <laughs> then she hits on baby B, and it's a boy. Yep. Baby B is a boy. So... She printed out pictures. She printed a few out in just regular color, and then she printed out a couple in pink and a couple in blue with a yeah. blue tint. Um, and I tell you what, these were the best announcements, phone calls I've ever oh, yeah, made. Oh, we had fun. Um, so we get we get to my mom's house. She's watching Kayla. We get to my mom's house, and um,
1: well, even before we got there, we're in the car. Like, like you, we had completely forgotten the whole, there may be a problem situation. Like that disappeared so quickly and it was because there was two babies and that's why the enzyme levels were were elevated. But we're sitting in the car outside the appointment and we're not driving anywhere yet. We're just kind of sitting there in silence and it was just like slowly sinking in that we were about to have twins and it was just, what are we going to (laughs) do? Like... (laughs) like we were happy but it was also like okay we you know we thought we were prepared like and this has been like right, a recurring we, thing for right,
0: us right cuz we've gone through one baby right we which which was, tough, which was tough
1: which was tough and it was there was a lot of challenges and there was a lot of a lot of tough times you know financially and just emotionally and all that and we're like okay we feel like we're in a better place we've got more stable jobs we know we know what we're doing. We think we can handle another baby. And then, boom, have two. <laughs> Just so you no longer are confident that you could do this. Right,
0: right, right. But what did I always say when, when we were thinking of having more children?
1: Well, you wanted three. Yes. Okay, yeah. This is, this is why the universe is so unfair to me. But it's <laughs> so fair to me. <laughs> because I always said I wanted two. Right, like perfect world, you know you don't have any control over this, but you know perfect world. You want two? Uh, I wanted two kids, one boy, one girl. That's that's what my family had. I had one sister, just the two of us. That was that was perfection for me. And that's all I wanted was two. And you wanted three. So somehow you managed to get the universe to give you what you wanted and to give me what I wanted at the same time. I still don't know how you did it. but whatever I don't mess with your superpowers (laughs) (laughs) yeah so we so we let that sink in I mean it really took 10 years for it to sink in but yeah Yeah, we'll get on to your moms
0: well I was I mean going back to the car I was scared to death how how am I going to handle two babies am I going to be able to go back to work what how are we going to afford this right you know how we're going to need a new car. How are we going to get a new car? Right. You know.
1: Oh, we saved all that baby stuff from Kayla. We could just. Re- right. Oh, now it's only half of what we need.
0: Right. Right. Like, <laughs> how am I? Get, yeah. What are we going to do? Are we going to have to ask for, for, you know, more gifts? Do we have another yep. baby shower? Be- what?
1: Best laid planned, man.
0: You know, what do I do? And I'm sure you were nervous. How are we going to afford this? What? You know.
1: How oh, much yeah. more
0: is three versus one? Yep. You know. Two in diapers. You know. Are we going to breastfeed? Are we going to do formula? What If we do formula, how much is the formula going to cost?
1: I don't think I was thinking any of that for probably the first month. No? I think the first month was just... Wow. <laughs> like, I couldn't even get my head wrapped around it.
0: <laughs> so, we go to pick up Kayla. And, you know... Kayla's asking, you know what they are or what what the baby is. My mom's asking how the appointment was and we sit down and say, "Oh, well we have pictures. You want to see pictures?" So we pull out the the pictures and you know, we're like, "Okay, now this one's tinted the color of the baby." And show it to her and we showed her the the boy one because we already had Kayla, so we kind of wanted to, you know, make it kind of a traditional family, boy girl. <clears throat> and she was all excited. Yay. Kayla's like, yay. Baby brother. Yeah. Um, And then, you know, so we let him, you know, enjoy that moment. Calm down. I was like, do you want to see another picture? I have a better picture. And I show her the pink one. And she, she it took a minute to, yeah. to comprehend why it was pink. And she's like, twins? You're having twins? Yep. So that was, you know, and then we went through, you know, all that conversation and all that excitement and decided we were going to wait until we got home before we called his parents and everybody else. But, you know, calling them all and it was like, well, everything's fine with the baby.
1: Didn't we give my parents, wasn't it Grandparents Day? Yes. It was Grandparents Day. We were at my parents' house and we decided to give them cards for Grandparents Day. Yes. Yes and it was something i can't remember exactly you probably remember but we got we got my dad a card that said something from your grandson
0: right congratulations on your new grandson
1: right and we got mom a card that said congratulations on your new granddaughter right. we gave it to him simultaneously and they right. read it and they both had the same reaction of course which right. was oh that's oh congratulations right. that's that's so great and then they compared them and then they got really confused.
0: <laughs> you know, I really wish we had iPhones back then yeah, to record this stuff.
1: But I mean we had video cameras and cameras and stuff, but we just were never think it. Yeah, for two Being former two photographers. Yeah, two former photographers. We were horrible about taking pictures and video and stuff. But yeah, it was it was a lot of fun telling people. And then of course our friends Laughed at us because of, right. you know, the challenge that was forthcoming and, um, uh, just thought it was absolutely hysterical. Um, yeah. yep. I think that's why I wasn't as stressed about it because there was so much fun and excitement over, you know, we're going to have twins. This, this is going to be right. twins. What a novelty. This is going to be so wonderful. Um, and I didn't pay as close attention to our budget back then, <laughs> so
0: <laughs> right because I was paying. I the bills didn't realize
1: just how deep in the hole <laughs> we were gonna be.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that that brings up another another subject. Another you know things that married couples often fight about is money. Yeah. So in the beginning of our relationship, <clears throat> before we started dating, you had paid off some of my my credit cards and. Then we got married and there were more credit cards and, you know, I was paying the bills, but I wasn't doing a very good job of it. Um, I think it took, it probably took 10 years before we got to a place where everything was being paid on time. And because I didn't have, I didn't have the structure growing up or it wasn't taught to me how to be financially stable. Right. Right, because full disclosure, and, uh, you know, my parents struggled. And I saw them, you know, rack up credit cards, and then all of a sudden, everything that they had was gone, and everything was fine again. I didn't know where it went. I didn't know what happened. I didn't find out until years later that... Um, they'd filed bankruptcy a few times and that was how they got out of debt. Um, but I never learned to save money. I never learned to budget. I never learned that, you know, you should take a portion of your paycheck and put it away each time you get a paycheck to pay your bills. You know, I would just live paycheck to paycheck. That's what I thought you were supposed to do. Um, and I took that into our marriage, and I probably hid it from you for a while, partially because of embarrassment, because I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't want to own up to not knowing what I was doing, because I was an adult. I was 20, 20 23 years old. Right. You know, I should have known what I was doing, but I didn't have, didn't have the, uh, what's the word I'm looking toward? The, um...
1: When I mean, you weren't taught.
0: No, right?
1: no. I mean, that that kind of and stuff is not...
0: And I didn't know how to ask for help. Right. Because growing up, I had to do a lot on my own. So I just tried to figure it out. Right. Which is why I think it's important that kids are taught this in school. And I know a lot of people will disagree with that. They think it's the parent's job. But some parents just don't know. Some parents don't know how to teach their kids. Um, So there were, you know... We went to credit counseling. I can't remember if that was after the twins or not. But we went to credit counseling to try to, you know, negotiate with our bills. Yeah. Um, but we were lucky enough that that didn't come between our marriage. Right. You know, we didn't fight about money. Mm-mm. You know, when things did get tight, we did talk about it and we figured it out. But I wish... I had asked for help earlier on than when I did.
1: It's, pro- it's probably been the hardest part of the marriage is the financial conversation.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? Whether it be, um, you know, whether we're not making enough or spending too much, whatever whatever it is, whoever is in charge of it, it's always been the, the toughest conversation. Um, well, and at that point, you were staying home Mm -hmm. with the twins from that point on well not that point on but for a while you didn't work Um, and it was it was kind of what I thought my, my family's formula was which was my dad worked and my mom stayed home and my mom took care of the house, did all the chores, and, and did the, the finances and paid. And my mom is very meticulous and detail-oriented. It's a, it makes her really good at, right. at finances. In this case,
0: you did not marry your mother.
1: Right. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. Um, but that was kind of my mistake right. was that I just thought those were the roles. That's right. just how families are designed, right? right? The dad goes out and makes money, and, and the the wife stays home and um, takes care of the house and the babies. And, right. and very, you know... Traditional air quotes right. um, formula, and it wasn't until, like wasn't you until said, like ten Arnold, years. Yeah. yeah, it was sometime after we moved to Arnold, sometime after two thousand two, where I took over the finances. Right, and I think it was a six month agreement where let me take over and just let me see if I can do do something different. Right, uh, see it differently because we had gone several years, many right. years, in the way that we had been going. Um, and that was probably hard for you. It was. To let me.
0: It was hard to give up control because I didn't have, you know, being a stay-at-home mom, my life was around the kids. Right. You know, I was their mom, your wife. I had control over the, the house cleaning. Right. But that's not fun.
1: Yeah. Well, and yeah. I think at that point we started realizing it wasn't. When we first got married, like I said, we kind of fell into these, like, natural roles of provider versus nurturer, which I think is where our strengths are. Right. But what we didn't do was other things like who's in charge of the finances, who's in charge of cleaning, who's in charge of cooking. Right. um, Who's in charge of social events and and things like that not who should be in charge of it, but who's better, who would be better right, at it. Right. And when it came to the finances, that was the one that hurt us the most was that I'm geared more for it, for the detail, you know, focus, um, and vision of the finances. And you're much better at people's feelings, their emotions, where they are, where are they trying to get where, how can you help them get there? Right. You know, which helps with all of, all of the stuff that you're doing now. Um, had we realized that earlier on,
0: right, I may have been able to be a stay at home mom until they graduated probably
1: would have, it probably would have been a little different. i don 't think it'd be a lot different because we weren't really making enough money to do anything right, uh, but I think that was the one thing that like we had assigned incorrectly in the beginning of the marriage, right we had you in charge right. of it, and i was i I should have been in charge of it, but you know we we learned from it right,
0: and the one thing we did talk about was discipline was how we were not going to argue in front of our children if we did have a disagreement
1: yeah
0: um because i grew up in a household where there was yelling a lot yelling at each other yelling yelling parents yelling at each other parents yelling at kids you know i just it was not a healthy environment to grow up in right there wasn't abuse or anything, but it was just a lot of yelling. There was a lot of tension. A lot of tension. Um, but yours was very quiet. You know, I don't know if you remember your parents arguing.
1: I've never seen my parents argue. I've never gotten any inclination that my parents have ever had an argument. Right. I'm sure they have. <laughs> but but yeah, that they were very, very... Very good about that, right?
0: So, so, uh, you know, I made a point that we were never going, we weren't going to fight in front of the kids, but that didn't mean we didn't have disagreements around the kids. We we wanted to show the kids that that you could talk about things, right, openly, and it not turn into an argument. Um,
1: yeah, you could offer counter right. suggestions. You could disagree, or you know, right make alternate suggestions but um yeah there was never any there's a lot of unspoken signaling yes like okay you need to back off or right. <laughs> you're starting right. to bother me yeah yeah <laughs> yeah
0: we did we did know when to retreat before right. it got to a certain point yeah um but we never went to bed angry
1: and we never would go to another room Right. later on and like yell at each other right. and get right. it was it was just look, I I need to speak more freely than I can in front of the kids so right. at that later time in that separate room we would speak more freely and bluntly
0: right but it, but there was but it no was, yelling there was
1: never any anger behind
0: it no um i think we had one one fight where i went upstairs and shut the door i slammed the door i can't remember what the argument was about but I think you followed me up and said, don't slam the door.
1: You sure that was me? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Wasn't your other husband? I'm pretty sure. I don't remember that one.
0: It was only one time. <laughs> it was only one time. Um, so, but back to the twins and the and the twins coming into the world. Now, you have to tell this story because you tell it best. So, Oh, we're going to
1: do that? We're going to do the, the, the trip to the hospital? Yes, yes. We're going to do that so, on this episode? So... Oh, I got to be mentally prepared for this.
0: Okay, well, I'll I'll lead up to it. <laughs> so I was thirty, thirty weeks, Two? thirty-two weeks, 32 and I was weeks? put on bed rest. Um, labor had started. They put me on bed rest to stop the labor. Um, so, at that point, um, I think you were taking Kayla to a friend's house in Bowie when you were working at Kohl's, um, so that I didn't have to take care of her. And on the days that that she couldn't watch her. You'd set up juice boxes and cheese cubes and apple slices and stuff on the bottom of the fridge so that Kayla could help herself. Could help herself. And Kayla became very independent at a, at a young age, but not, not because she wasn't being taken care of, but because she wanted to take care of Mommy. Right. Because she understood that the two babies that mommy had in her belly needed to stay there a little bit longer and for that mommy couldn't get up and take her to the park or right. always get her a snack or whatever oh i have to tell she the was... tell the bird story <laughs> so so i'm on i'm on bed rest and it's it's nap time so i take kayla and i lay her down Um, in her bed. She's in a toddler bed by this point. She's no longer in a crib because she's three and a half years old. And I go into our room, which is right next door and lay down to take a nap. And I don't know how long passed by, but she comes in and she's like, Mommy, Mommy. I'm like, Kayla, you've only been in bed for like a half an hour. Go lay back down. You gotta take a nap. It's quiet time. She no, Mommy, there's a bird in the house. And I'm like, Kayla, there's not a bird in the house. I like, mommy, there's a bird in the house. And I'm trying, you know, right now I'm thinking as a three and a half year old, this bird flies in the house. What do you do? You have this look <laughs> on your face like, oh, should I-, I should go wake up mommy. <laughs> so she wakes me up, tells me there's a bird in the house. I'm convinced there's not a bird in the house. So I get up, gawk down the hallway. And there's a bird sitting on sitting on the uh, curtain rod in the kitchen. There's a bird in the house. I'm like, Kayla, how did the bird get the house? And she's like, well, I was outside. I'm like, you were outside? <laughs> how long have you been up? So we get the bird out. Finally, you know, birds out. Get everything settled. I get my bearings about me and I look around and there's... A uh, coloring book and crayons on the floor. TV's on.
1: That wasn't there before. That
0: wasn't there before. Right. Um, I can't remember what was on, but I'm pretty sure it was probably PBS, because I think that was what was always on. Yeah. Um, and then I look at Kayla. And Kayla's in a red... Now, this is October, people. It's It's a little chilly out. But she's in a red sweatshirt, underwear, and her sneakers. No socks, just her sneakers. On the wrong feet. So I'm like, Kayla... Why is your butt dirty? She had mud. Dirt. On her butt. Because she'd been outside swinging on the swing set. While I was inside sleeping. Never heard her get up. Never heard the door open. So for the next three days, I'm waiting for um, CPS to show up. With concerns... That my daughter was outside playing in her underwear yep. in the middle of October.
1: It's the last time you took a nap for at least 10 years.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> yep. But yeah, that's my favorite story of her. It's when the bird was in the house. So, but then, okay, so we get to 35 weeks. I'm having contractions. Yep. And we call the doctor, they say to come in. We go in and they can't stop them or they try to stop them but they want to keep me there to try to stop them.
1: So and again just to kind of set the stage a little bit we're living in southern Maryland. Right. And Calvert Memorial Hospital in Prince Frederick is is where the the twins are supposed to be born. It's where the doctor has right, residence. right. We've toured the 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 maternity wing. It's awesome. It's Which great. I
0: don't even remember doing that.
1: You don't remember doing it? Nope. I still remember doing that um yeah so it's like okay which helps me a lot because I can visualize it okay now I know what this place looks like I know where I'm gonna go I know which doors to go through all all this so this is okay I know what the plan is I'm in my happy place so yeah so the doctor says right um why don't you head on in head into the hospital um
0: she was on yeah, she was on vacation, yeah.
1: so she wasn't even going to be there. So we're like, Ugh, so that's going to suck if if we can't stop this. Our 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 doctors aren't going to be involved. So we go into the hospital, and they're like, well, you know, getting you know, we'll put you in bed. We'll put you on some meds. We'll try to we'll try to stop the contractions. Um, everything's fine. You know, you're not dilated or anything. Like, everything will be fine. So they do the medicine, and contractions don't stop, and. I think maybe it started dilating and they're like, you know, we're going to we're gonna see if we can hold it off. We're going to see if we can hold it off. And then sometime like 11 or 12 o'clock at night yeah. that Sunday night, they said, okay, here's the deal. We don't think we're going to be able to stop this now. You're probably going to deliver the babies. It's not too early. They should be fine. Um, we can do it here, but uh, we have to get the right people and we have to get the right equipment ready. Right. In the they hospital weren't
0: prepared for less than 36 weeks. Right. And I was so, 35 weeks in a day or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so
1: they're like we we should be able to do this. This shouldn't be a big deal, but you know, we got to we got to move some things around. Or we transfer you now and you leave now before it's too late up to Johns Hopkins in Baltimore and everybody probably knows Johns Hopkins, but it's like the premier hospital center right. for for the entire US. And we're like, well, Heck, if you want to send us to Johns Hopkins, we'll take Johns Hopkins. Yeah, send us to the best. Um, so there was talk about a helicopter, right? Which I secretly thought would be really cool. Um, but they're like, no, we couldn't because it was there was it was raining, it was raining right? So they so can't do the helicopter. So we're going to send an ambulance down, pick you up. The ambulance is going to take you up to Baltimore. Uh, I could follow behind the ambulance and in our car uh, and meet you up there. Okay, sounds like a plan. So the ambulance gets there, and they move you from the hospital bed to the gurney, and they start rolling you out. And as soon as you leave the room, the nurse comes over to me, and she's like, Okay, so I need you to sign this, this, and this. Here's your paperwork. Take this with you. I'm taking care of all that kind of stuff. And they're like, Here's a bag for all of her things. I'm like, Oh, crap, right. So all these clothes and stuff that we got scattered all over the room, and I get all this stuff into the bag. And... Uh, so then, okay. So now I can leave. So I go. So I leave. I walk out the hospital, go into the car, and I realize that the ambulance that my pregnant wife is in with our unborn twins is leaving the parking lot, and I'm not even in my car yet. So I get in the car, and hop I don't in the mean car, to laugh. <laughs> get in the car, race to the edge of the of the parking lot. And it's it's now like one o'clock in the morning, like right. twelve one o'clock in the morning. Yeah. So there's there, there's no traffic, and Southern Maryland, fairly rural, two lane highway, is really the only way in and out. Um, I get onto northbound Route Four, and I can see the ambulance in the distance. I'm like, okay, oh my god, they've gotten so far ahead. So I take off, and I'm like, look, if I get pulled over, I get pulled over. Uh, I, This is the best excuse I will ever have in my entire life. So I'm speeding and I realize that Mario Andretti, who's driving the ambulance apparently, has decided to keep the lights on and is going through all the red lights. Well, that part I wasn't comfortable doing. Um, So I didn't run the red lights and with every red light and with every mile, I slowly fell behind and I eventually lost sight of you. And that's when I really started going fast, thinking, i, I got to catch up. He's driving like a bat out of hell. And I then realized, I don't know where Johns Hopkins is.
0: Now, remember, this is 2000, when there was right. no GPS on the phones.
1: Yeah. no fo- Well, phone, but no, you didn't have right. a smartphone. Right. You didn't have GPS in cars. Right. Right? You had a map in a glove box, if right. you were lucky. Right. So, I'm just blazing up Route 4, and then you get on 301. Tearing up three hundred one, going through Bowie, going through Crofton, heading to Baltimore, and I cannot catch up, and I cannot find where they are. Finally, when we get to Baltimore, I guess because he got into the city, he slowed down. I managed to catch up, and I know most people aren't familiar with Baltimore, but there's a there's a corner when you first come into Baltimore, you pass the stadiums where the Orioles and the, and the Ravens play. You come into the city and you turn right at a light. Well, it's at that right that I finally caught up to the ambulance. It was the first time I got directly behind the ambulance. I was like, all right, good. I got him just in time because I don't know where the hospital is. I don't know where I'm going. Um, so he turns at the light. I turn at the light. And then he proceeds to run all the red lights in in Baltimore. And I didn't. Because I knew that's... I, I would. Something horrific would happen. So I didn't run the red lights and I was like, okay, he keeps, I'm trying to watch him. I'm trying to watch, try to watch. And I eventually lose sight of him. So to fast forward a little bit, I drove around Baltimore for a while, trying to find the hospital thinking it'll be huge. There'll be a sign. There's got, I got to get, you know, somebody will show me the way. And I can't find the hospital. And I'm driving up one side and down the other. And I think I even saw, like, that big H signs for a hospital. Mm-hmm. And I followed those. And that led me to University of Maryland Medical Center, which is on the other side of the city. So I'm thinking to myself, all right, Teeny's in the hospital. She's going to give birth to her twins. And I'm going to be lost in downtown Baltimore. I can't let this happen. I have got to find out where this hospital is. And, again, it's, like, 1 o'clock in the morning. So it's not like at a stoplight there's a bunch of people on the sidewalk that I can ask. So I see a Baltimore City cop, cop car, sitting on the side of the road. I'm like, oh, okay, all right, I'll go ask the cop. And if I'm lucky, it'll be like the movies. And the cop will go, here, let me give you an escort. Follow me. Woo! And off we go, and it'll be like the <laughs> most badass entrance ever, right? So I pull up behind the, the Baltimore City cop. I get out of the car, and I walk up to the car, and just as I knock on the window, I realize it's 1 o'clock in the morning in downtown Baltimore, and I just startled a cop. I was like, this is one of the worst life decisions I've ever made. So... He cracks the window and he goes, you want to back up a little bit? And I was like, oh my God, I am so sorry. I, I So I, I step back and I think I put my hands up and everything. And he gets out and he's like, can I help you? And I tell him the whole story. You know, my twins are about to be born. I got to find Johns Hopkins. I can't find it. And he's like, okay, 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 okay. But I think he was still a little irritated uh, with with me, you know, coming up on him too quick. So... He gives me directions like I live in Baltimore. Go down to the street, turn left, go down that there and then hang a right. And then it'll be on your left after the third coffee shop or something, you know, crazy. And because I'm scared and because I felt bad, I'm like, oh, okay, great, thanks. I get in the car and I'm like, I still have no idea. <laughs> but I think there was like one street name that he mentioned. And as I pretended to drive in the direction that I knew I was now going... Um, I found that street, and then I eventually stumbled on, into the hospital. So I park in most likely the, the worst parking garage for the hospital because I felt like I walked a marathon to get from the car to where you actually were. But I'm walking through Johns Hopkins, one thirty in the morning, not a soul in the building, I don't know where the maternity ward is because this is not the hospital that we toured and I don't know where the right door is and I'm just I'm just lost and completely wrapped around the axle so finally somehow I think there was information I finally found somebody they pointed me in the right direction and I and I stumble into the right room I get in there you're sitting there all chilled out laying in bed you're like okay so the doctor was just here the anesthetician was just here um we're going to be going in. And, and at this point, it like everything's a blur. Everybody in the hospital is right. Charlie Brown's teacher. It's like, won't, won't, will won, won. I'm not tracking any of it. So, like 10 minutes after I get there, they're like, okay. We ready to go to surgery because they're going to have to do a C-section. And I'm like, oh, God, this is all happening so fast. So, they wheel you down. And they say, okay, um, we're going to bring you in to the OR. But we have to get her prepped first. So she's, and they kind of described what the room was gonna be like, and you know, she's gonna be laying on a table, her arms will be out because of the IVs, and we'll put a chair right next to her head, so when you sit down, you can sit on the stool, and you can talk to her, and she'll be completely coherent, and you can talk through the whole thing, and, and everything will be fine. But you need to wait till we get her prepped before you come in. So put this gown on, wait in this waiting room, We'll come get you in a few minutes. So put the gown on, sitting there, getting nervous. Luckily, there's a TV, uh, which as a guy, that's awesome. And what was even better was that ESPN was like replaying the last Super Bowl that the Redskins played in, um, which is my favorite team. So I end up watching the TV. The nurse comes, she goes, okay, we're ready. And for just a, a millisecond, I was like, for what? (laughs) <laughs> I didn't say it, but just I had just escaped <laughs> mentally long enough that when she says we're ready, I... Right,
0: because at this point, we have been up for almost 24
1: hours. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I just... Yeah, so I was like, okay, okay. And I'm not a huge fan of gore. And when I, I went into the room, they said, you know, there'll be a curtain, like a little... Uh, I don't know what they call it. Like a sheet. Um, So you won't see anything if you don't want to see anything. I'm like, great. I watched MASH. I know what it's like. They pin the sheet up. It's like a foot and a half above. Yeah, no problem. I walk in, that sheet that was preventing me from seeing your stomach was literally three and a half millimeters tall. (laughs) So I I walk in, I immediately avert my eyes because they've started. And I'm like, I don't want to look. I don't want to look. I don't want to see. I don't want to see. Um, it, it's one thing to see those, you know, stuff on like TV, that on TV, right. but when it's your wife laying there, right? I don't want to see, I don't want to see that. Right. So I sat down and because the sheet is only three and a half millimeters tall, I sit down and I am now three and a quarter millimeters from your nose. And I remember sitting there really, really close to your face cause I didn't want to sit up straight cause then I might see something. So stay really close. Right. Mm -hmm. Be all right, babe. We're all good. It's been an adventure as usual, but this will we're going to be good now. It it won't be long now and we'll have the twins. And uh, the only other exchange that I remember between us was that you said you were cold. (laughs) I was because I probably asked you, like, how are you feeling? Is everything okay?" Right. And the anesthetician who was sitting on the other side was like giving me thumbs up that everything was going really well. And you said, I'm cold. I'm really, really cold. And again, I am not mentally stable at this point. I am completely frazzled. And I said.
0: Luckily, I'm a forgiving wife.
1: Yeah. God, love you. Thank God. Because my response was something to the effect of, well, that's because they've got the air conditioning on and it's cold in this room and your stomach is cut open. So you're cold (laughs) on the inside now. (laughs) What kind of insensitive (laughs) jerk. Gives the scientific <laughs> explanation as to why you're cold. Because you know, your
0: Your insides are hanging yeah, out. Yeah, your
1: insides are hanging out. Oh my god, I'm useless. So um next thing I remember is one baby comes out. Baby A. Baby Paige. A comes out. Paige not only was she the first one seen on the ultrasound, but she was also the first one right. out. Uh and then and then Donovan was was taken out. And I don't think I looked at them as they were... Well, you
0: got to cut the cords, right? No. Oh.
1: No, the, no. I cut the cords for Kayla, but I didn't cut the cords on the oh, twins okay. because they had to cut them. And then they t- immediately took them over to an incubator and they, they waited a few minutes, I think, right. before I was allowed to go over. But they did come over and they say, would you like to come see the babies? And I'm like, yes. And again... Three millimeters. I remember distinctly that I need to watch. I I don't want to look to the right. If I look to the right, I'm going to see something I'll never be able to forget. So I got out of the stool and I turn 290 degrees around to the left. (laughs) In order to get to where the babies are on the side of the room without ever facing that, you know, that one little sliver of of view that, that might scar me for life. So... Went over and saw the babies and I think they were crying, but I don't really remember like the wailing of right. of a cry. Right. Um and they're just so tiny. Um yeah, cause they were both five a little yeah, over five pounds.
0: Five
1: eight and five thirteen.
0: Yeah.
1: Um and then I came back to you and I said, They're great, they're perfect, they're beautiful, you did great, you did wonderful. And then I think they asked me to Okay. Need you to step out so we can kind of right. finish things up here and then you can follow her back to the room. And that was, that was it. Yeah. It was really that easy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, so, because I had a C-section, I had to stay in the hospital for four days. Yep. Um, Donovan, bless his heart, um, his sucking reflex didn't kick in. So, he had to be put on a feeding tube and so he actually wound up being there for another week another week after i left right um could have had him transferred down to calvert i found that out what was it like day 4 and then he would have had to stay in the hospital another 3 days so they could get records on him to make sure that he was okay
1: yeah
0: um so we we you know went up there and that was probably the hardest thing I'd had to do up until that point was leave him in the hospital and go home.
1: Yeah, because there's we couldn't stay. I don't even, you weren't allowed to stay. Right. You know, twenty four hours in the hospital, so you can only go up there for a certain, certain number of right. hours a day. Right. After you had had been discharged, and, and we
0: had Kayla at home, and we got to take Paige home with us. Right. So we had so two we, kids we had at a home. Newborn,
1: you had a newborn at home to take care of, and I think, I think while you were in the hospital, I was. I still worked. Right. I took like a day or two right. off. Right, so you
0: could be home.
1: But I stayed at my parents' house because they lived near where I worked. Right. And I would work, go to my parents, and then go back up to the hospital to be with you. for. the
0: Right, and they kept Kayla. Knowing
1: that I only had a limited amount of time off for paternity leave. Right. And I wanted, until, yeah, I wanted to wanted Yeah, because FMLA
0: wasn't a thing then either.
1: I think it was. I think it was.
0: But because it's unpaid, we couldn't afford yeah. for you to take right. off more than so, vacation.
1: Right, so... I think the plan was, I'm going to continue to work and visit you in the hospital uh, until both twins come home, because at that point, right. we'll need all the help we can get. Right, right. Um, yeah, so we we did that, and then that week that we drove down here, and then we drive back up every day to see Donovan, and it was just, yeah, it was, it absolutely sucked every time we had to leave without him. Yeah. yeah. So, because the boy didn't want to eat, which is funny, because once he started, he hasn't stopped. My gosh.
0: <laughs> I I don't know how we afforded to feed the boy. Cuz <clears throat> the girls didn't eat much. They still right. don't. They still pick it, their food like birds. And he still eats a, eats fairly well. Yeah. Um But that was Yeah. That was when
1: we became the family of five. That's when yep. we reached where we still are.
0: Yep. Yep. Yeah, I remember when uh, after the twins I think it was before. It was it had to have been before the C section because I said, "While you're in there, can you, you know?" Oh, right. Can you can you snip me? Can you yeah? Can you burn burn them? Yeah. Take them out. You know, make sure they never grow back because I was done. I was done having kids. And the one thing that always stuck with me was the doctor said, "Well, what if something happens to one of your one of your children?" And I'm like, I'm I'm not replacing. Any of my children, if something happens to right. one of them, right? I just, I just found that very um, inappropriate, hmm. um, you know. And, and she further explained that because I was twenty three, I was so young. They generally don't do this at that age,
1: right?
0: Um, and I explained, look, I I'm having twins. We're done growing our family. I don't want to take hormones. I just, I just, I don't want to do that. I just. My body's done. And so they agree, they agreed to do it. But that has always stuck with me and always bothered hmm. me. That, that that was what the doctor chose to, to say to try to get right. me to see the other side. Hmm. Instead of just saying, you know, well, generally we don't do it at this age because a lot of times women of your you age... still got a lot, have, of life, right. a lot of life ahead
1: of you and you may change your mind. Right. And, and I'm like,
0: yeah. I, I'm not having any more children. Right. Like, you know, I knew that when we decided to get pregnant the second time that I was... Because I didn't have, my second trimester was the best with Kayla. And then I think half of, the last half of my second trimester was the best with the twins. Because I was sick until almost 20 weeks with them. Right, right. So, I was done having babies. Didn't (laughs) want to have any more. If more fell into our family, it wasn't going to be coming out of me. (laughs) (laughs) So we got home and I think that's where we'll leave it. We'll leave we'll leave the
1: Now we're a family of five. We're,
0: now we're a family of five. We'll leave that for yeah. for future episodes. And
1: now we're a family of five. Now what the hell do we do?
0: Right, right. And how and how did having two newborns at home affect us and affect our relationship? So we won't give you too many details, but you know, it is twenty 25 years of marriage here. So I think we've done pretty well
1: so but, far. So good,
0: but yeah, we had some, some exciting stories from that time. So thank you very much, everybody for listening. Um, please subscribe, send it to your friends, you know, leave comments where you see this and let us know what you think. Can I say anything?
1: Let us know if you want us to keep doing this. Yeah. Or if you've got questions you want us to answer.
0: Well, I'll still talk well, them into doing it because I enjoy doing this. <laughs> if nothing else, this is a record of our yeah. marriage for
1: yeah, no, it's, for it's, kids. Yeah, it's, no, so. it's good regardless. I'd just be curious what other people are thinking listening yeah. to this.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think we have a good marriage, and I like sharing it. Absolutely. All right, thank you very much, everybody. Have a wonderful evening, daytime, morning, whenever you're listening to this. We'll talk to you soon.